This is pre-market prep. I can't do this show alone, so let's bring on Mr. Joel. Joel, what's up? How's your morning? Oh, man, I'm still laughing from the pre-pre-market show. I mean, that had to be the best pre-pre-market show. You guys are killing me. You're going to have to show that McDonald's thing when um when we talk about McDonald's earnings. Okay. All right. Well, if you just look at the last print, we're having a good morning. We're up 13 and a half handles, 54 and a half. We traded below Tuesday, Wednesday's low, below Tuesday's low. 42.63 and a corner. And to buy the dippers came in again. We are 90 handles above that. Let's take out the pre-market high of 43.68 and to keep on going. That'd be a no target after that. Uh, crude, just being crude, just ripping. New high of the move up 65 cents at 88 bucks. Gold right back down to 1800, down 2530 at 1806.60. Silver slipping under 23 bucks, down 80 cents at 23 even. Bitcoin just muddling here in the mid 30,000 handle, down four and a quarter at 36,650. Ethereum futures, they're going the same way, a little bit more on a percentage basis, down $61 at 24,56,50. Triple D. I just got a message from Dennis. He says, one minute. He needs one minute. One minute? That's what he said. He said, "Give me one minute." I don't okay. know. We can I give him what minute. he's doing in one minute. Probably, uh, uh, maybe the kitchen's on fire. I, I don't know. I don't know. Toast. So, so, you yeah. forgot to get Natalie toast. You got to get the toast. That's what. So happened. he is toast. But uh, who needs him anyways, right? So let's uh, go. Yeah. So let's go. So let's let's. Go. I'm going to bring the charts back up here, Joel. Sure. And I would love for you if we can go back <sighs> yesterday. Let's go to. The, uh, the we'll call it the two o'clock to to to, to four o'clock uh, p.m. section of the chart and uh, right here, right there. Let's take a look. See, well, I guess they like what he said. They didn't like what he said, and then they started to like what he said again, and then we ended up almost scratched. So he didn't really say anything different. I mean, people can interpret what he they didn't, want. He didn't. He he, he he didn't get dovish though. No, not even, not even a little bit. No, and that's that's what really upset the market. Like they thought, and I thought too. If the market, the problem was the market rallied into it. Yes, it should have been selling off into it, and he might have been a little more dovish, like just in the tone. But he was pretty like, nah, we're going up. So like he was like, you know, that there was no give. There wasn't a lot of give there. That's how I interpreted it. You know, obviously everybody's going to interpret it their own way, but that was my thought process that. He didn't even show really any dovishness. He can't flip flop though like that. Darren. That's it. Yeah. That's you true. Know, you Especially know, with the door. market rallying two hundred points into it. I mean, we did. You know, from the lows two days previously, we had rallied and almost got half the losses back. He's feeling a little more confident. So that's well, that's why I think we sold out. But what about the overnight move? I mean, we're down eighty handles. Now we're up fifteen. We're ninety five points off the low here, Joel. I don't even know what the hell to say. Like you cannot, if you are selling the dip and you are buying the rip, you're getting annihilated. You've got to be buying. And we preach it on this show. You got to be buying the dips, shorting the rips. I know most of you don't short stocks, but at least sell the rips because this market volatility, the whipsaw trading action is insane. Which is not good, you know, which just overall is not, you know, you want to see the market calm down, right? These 150 point ranges. So, I mean, it 
usually volatility breeds more volatility. So I would love just to see, you know, just a quiet. And what do I mean by a quiet day to day? Maybe if we traded intraday between like 4310 and or if we just stayed in the 4300 handle, that that would be to me the market calming down. Just we stay within above forty three hundred. Well, this is- overnight range, I'm gonna say, I think we're gonna get the potential. Well, I guess we're at the upper end of the range, so maybe we do break out of it. But no. just the, from the overnight range, is there possibility for an inside day here? No, because well, for me, for me, for my strict rules, oh. no. Because we went 30 points through yesterday's I meant from the overnight range, though. Like I'm saying, like, from where we were overnight, have we seen the high and the low of the day here? But I guess we're approaching the highs again, so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's too early. And there's nothing in here. Uh, But I just, one last thing. My sources tell me that, that Powell has, like, he has two speeches. And he has a little, you know, when he's looking down, he's looking down at the spoos. And he's just trying to decide. <laughs> so too. Yeah. He's like, well, okay, well, no, 40, 44.50, that's a little bit too high. And then he slams it down a little bit and he comes out a little bit more hawkish. But no, we're, we'll hang in there. If you want to look at it from a very positive, bullish point of view, that was a crazy low that we made on Monday, right? We tried to get down there on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. This is Thursday so far. And we're bouncing. So, you know, if you, you got a low to lean on. Now you're 140 points away from it. But they tried to bust this thing to me on, on four different occasions. And now you're back up. Now you're back up at um, 43.6150. Um, I will note the low close of the move. You know, this whole crazy move here mm-hmm. was made yesterday. At forty-one fifty, and I know we've traded through it one hundred and eighty-seven times, but to me, whatever happens today, a close above that, improve on the low close of the move, then you know maybe we'll get a little bit back more, but have a little retracement before we go back down again. All I know is chop. That's the <laughs> meme. That's the word that continues to work. The buying, the dipping, the selling, the ripping that continues to work. Don't chase in this market. Please don't chase because if you are chasing, you're oh. doing it all wrong. What do we mean by chasing? I'm not buying stocks when I'm, you know, 80 or 100 points handles off the low here right now. Maybe it continues to go without me, but it's it's tough to just come in here and like, oh, yes, last night, oh, I can't take it anymore. I'm selling. Well, here it is this morning, and you know you're a hundred points up off the lows already here. So it's incredible market. You want chop, a good chop, chop. You want a good definition of selling a rep? Microsoft mm-hmm. yesterday. Okay, all that yep. crazy action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you're looking at this at three oh eight, and this is a, I just wanted to point this out. Pre market high oh eight seventy five. Opened up right at that area, folks. This is uh, this is where the transition goes from the pre-market to the regular session, right? So if you did buy that open, you you very very quickly found out that you were wrong. It had come from what two sixty nine. That's a fifty point rally, yeah. a fifty point rally. So uh, once again, openings uh, come into play. But uh, what 
we we got some earnings stocks to cover yeah, today. Or do you still want to do a little more on the broad market? Well, hold on, real fast, we got an, a very nice email from a a, a, a big fan, a loyal uh, viewer last night, Jay, and he, he says he's worked in corporate finance for twenty five years. And Dennis, you're gonna like this. Jay uh, dropped us some some numbers, and uh, he compared uh, the trading action this year to to two thousand. And Jay's takeaway, uh, if you look at the the Nasdaq. Um, I'll just read you his summary. During the uh, 2000.com bubble, the first major drawdown of the NASDAQ was a 40% decline or 93 basis points per trading day. So far in 2022, the NASDAQ has had a drawdown of 15% over 17 trading days or about 90 basis points per trading day. So the the trading action this year, uh, according to uh, Jay, who sent this very nice email, uh, is mimicking uh, the first major drawdown of the uh, 2000.com uh, uh, bubble. So, and I mean, the growth stocks have been in their, you know, their bear market for over a year now. They topped out, well, about one year now, because they topped out in February, February 2021. We're one year into it, so they're taking a different traje- traje- trajectory. That's why we were talking about, you know, ARC, obviously, you know, we're not talking it didn't start from the highs in early 2022, but the NASDAQ did. So if that's the case, there could be a lot more pain ahead. I mean, I think you just got to have some dry powder. Don't be 100% in. Definitely don't be invested on margin here right now because you're going to, you you if you haven't got your margin calls already, they're eventually probably coming. I just don't think we're bouncing back to all-time highs. But at that being said, Nobody knows anything, so I don't want to be all cash either. It's a very tricky investing market. The trading environment is fabulous. And I mean, obviously, you know my core strategy, buying dips, short, and rips. It's never going to work better than it is right now. So, I mean, I'm just going to stick with that with the core trading strategies. People ask me, how do I hedge? You know, we've talked about this in our educational events. I trade what's called, for the most part, market neutral. But, you know, I do take, you know, when something's ripping, then I might be buying something else. But um it's just you know fade moves has worked better than it ever has all right let's go to tesla here uh and then we'll bring on kenny glick the earnings were out last night uh they're fine i mean the numbers were good uh you know if you're watching the call which we streamed on our youtube channel uh so i find it a little, a little bit hard to interpret tesla calls in particular because elon can be a hard person to follow sometimes uh sometimes Usually, but anyway, uh, the 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 earnings per share and the sales both came in above estimates. Um, they did. Uh, they were cautious in, in in the supply chain. They said that supply chain problems are are still a problem and and will be a problem. Uh, you know, for the remainder of this year, they're not going to issue any new models this year. Um, and those are my big takeaways. The, the 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 growth rate, the sales, the delivery growth rate seems to be intact. Um, so that's something. Um, but yeah, it seemed to be like a mostly positive report. It definitely was not like over the top rah rah, but it wasn't like negative either. It, it seemed it was it, it, it was it was good. It was normal. It was good. Um, the action was the same as everything else. You had a huge dip. You had a huge rip, and then you got another dip after that. I mean, we are talking about Tesla on the initial hit. They knocked this thing down almost 60 points from the close to retest, you know, well, not quite. Cause I guess the eight fifty one was a low from three days ago, but we got down to what? Eight eighty there, Joel. I'm looking at your chart about eight, eight, eighty, eight, eighty two. Then they ripped her 
over a hundred, almost a hundred bucks from the lows to take you up to about nine sixty-five, and then we tanked back down again, and now we're sitting here in a range for the last hour, just sucking the premium right out of every call buyer, right out of every put buyer. This is why you don't buy options, and if you do buy options, trade it after hours. Because if you had, you know, the puts, it could have been buying the stock against it. If you had the That's calls, right. it could have been shorting the stock against it and making some money, making those puts and calls pay. But nobody does that because, one, a lot of people don't have the margin to do it. Two, people just don't p- take the time to learn what the put is really for. And it's for using it to, to sell stock. So, I mean, uh, there's lots of opportunities to make those puts and calls pay, but nobody does that. And the market makers, obviously, and it's not market makers. It's just a natural trading tendency is to suck the juice out of it. Oh and that's gosh. what it just did. Yep. It just literally sucked the juice right out of it. She is here. You're long a 920. You're long a 920 put going into the uh, uh, going into the print, right? You probably yep. paid some outrageous amount. Probably like 50. It. Let's go look. They probably paid 40, yeah. 50 bucks. If, it, if that 880 put is 50 bucks, I, then... Well, not the 880, but the 920. The like 920. 930. Let's even say the 930, because I was at the money. Let's go look what they were trading at. Cause the I bet you 30 bucks. 30 bucks. I, I think more. I bet you more. This is a stupid market. And okay, so the weeklies, Jan 28th, 935. Oh, my gosh. The 935 put was 40. The, you got to drive a truck through the spread. It was four points wide. But if I take the middle of it, 45 bucks, $45. Yikes. The, the straddle was $90. <laughs> hey, look, it fell. It even falls much as a straddle, only 70 Call buying, put buying is for losing money. Call selling, put selling is for making money is the reason Nick Shaheen makes money continuously because he's selling. We'll give Nick some props on the show as, as much as he used to be. But, you know, he does do that stri- the, the put spreads over there and he does them while the option spreads. So I mean, ninety bucks. Come on, you're paying now look dollars for a yeah. you're paying ten percent. You got to guess, like even the even directionally saying I'm going to buy the puts. I think it's going to be a really bad report. It's got to drop forty five bucks before you start making break money. even. If you're yeah. bearish, short the stock. You know, like buying the options. I mean, everybody's so scared to short stocks. They want to buy puts instead. It's not as scary as you think, short and stocks. <laughs> I'll just finally, I mean, you just said everything perfectly. Anybody that had the puts, boom, they're covering under 900. You had a pair of lows at 900. Anybody that took a shot on the 920, 930 calls, the thing's trading at 975. You don't know, you know, you get a free look at a short if you have a, you know, if you have the 920 call. So I'm just going to, and, and look what it's doing now. I mean, for the since the reopening at four AM, it's been in a fifteen fifteen dollar range. So play it above nine thirty five, long if you want, or short below nine twenty and a half if you want. But man, look at it, just quiet. And we'll just use the close. Where's it going to close today? They like the report is going to close higher. If they don't like the report, is going to close lower. You got uh, you got Kenny there in the background, yeah. I most certainly do, Kenny Glick. Bring the warlock in. The warlock hit the bid. We need the warlock. Warlock is Where's here. We're along the warlock. We need the yeah the W yeah. Do you, is that your do you, is that right. do you do that? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Kevin no, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing metal fingers, man. 1987 ah. Iron Maiden concerts. What's up, boys? That's when the that's when the world was good. 1987. Those are the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a second. Time. Is this is this Kenny Glick? Because he he's shaved and he's got a button down shirt on. Yeah. Kenny, my, what my, is going my, on with you? My wife dressed me today. She said, "Why don't you put something different on, except for that same sweat?" I've been wearing the same sweatshirt for basically eight straight months, and uh, it's brought me luck. Like coming on your show, every time I come on your guys' show, I say a few things, and the next thing you know, it happens. You guys are my good luck charm. What now, though? What is going on in that Chris? We could talk about. You know, you're looking for the market to tank. Now it's just it, it's swirly here. It won't take out the low of the moon. What what is the the warlock? What is your magic wand gonna do with the VWAP? The one minute and thirty eight minute VWAP. What are what are we looking for today? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Day? I mean, I loved I loved the end of the year. I was bearish going into the beginning of the year, like I was talking with Spence uh, last mm-hmm. time I saw him, and everybody was talking about buying going into the beginning of the year. I'm like, why? Why not just short the queues and buy some volatility? That's what I did coming into the beginning of the year. I just saw the market top out in November. We already had the Kathy Wood uh, ended momentum. I've been shorting stocks since uh, they put her on the pedestal because, you know, Dennis, you guys have all been in the business for uh, a, a pretty long time. Whenever they put somebody on a pedestal, that's usually the end of it. And when you have pretty people much. who are non-investors telling you about how great Kathy Wood is, I'm like, what do you know? You know it's all going to end badly because you just bought stock in company that's going to be, again, Peloton and Zoom. These were obvious shorts to me. And again, going to the VWAP and, you know, we look at it on a daily basis mostly, but you can use it on extended periods of time. And once we started breaking down on their monthly VWAPs, all of these stocks were screaming shorts and they all came back to very specific levels. So the, the, the end of the story for me was when Goldman Sachs reiterated how bullish they are going into the beginning of this year. I was like, OK, I don't need any more convincing. I'm shorting everything. And that's when we cascaded. If you see when the article came out, it was January 13th. That was another double top in the market. And that was when Goldman Sachs said, there's nothing to fear. Pile in. And right. that was probably one of the most amazing matrix moments ever. 
On the other hand, on the other hand, if you go back to uh, a few days ago on Monday when we had that big uh, that big whoosh, right? Uh, J.P. Morgan came out and was like, "Nah, this is this is too much. This is overdone." And then we rallied. So riddle me that. Oh, I'm all. It's all about Goldman Sachs. Since they told me okay. to short AMD at four dollars when I was long the biggest position in my life, and it actually went down that day, they're telling people to sell it at four with a price target of two. When the stock finally broke out of a five-year malaise, and Chris I was like, Boy, okay, "I think I did get." I'm to going two, against though. Goldman Sachs. I think it did get win. to two, didn't it, Kenny? What? <laughs> Maybe they were right. I think it did. <laughs> I think it dipped two. down. Yeah, they got their shorter guy out of the position, <laughs> and then it proceeded to go back up because there's the Goldman Sachs what they tell the public, and then there's actually what they do. <laughs> They're not dumb. They just <laughs> pretend to be dumb. So that's what's amazing. But right now, this market, I've gone back to day trading. I, I love. And by the way, to Joel, I need more volatility. UVXY has been the godsend that it should be. That stock, that 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 little tiny, crappy, you know, volatility index has been saving the day. Because yesterday I was saying, listen, we've never, we hardly ever sell off after the Fed's done talking. It's like, okay, they're done, let's rally. But yeah. yesterday we saw a spike in the UVXY after they were done talking. You got to short the market. And to your point with Microsoft, I was surprised it was staying up there. You know, after that fifty-point move. So I was looking to short Microsoft. So obviously shorting Microsoft, shorting the queues. And then they just came back to break even. And here we are. So again, I'm liquid, loving it. And I don't think I'm ever going to own a stock ever again because, man, some I, of the I stocks almost, that I owned look like real, real bottoms and they still got hammered. So yeah. I'm, I I'm liquid and I'm just, I'm just waiting for the next move. I almost think the same thing sometimes. Just liquidate, hold all cash in your long-term accounts and just uh, trade. Just yep. trade everything. Yep. yep. I, like, because the investing is you know, frustrating. Like, I have these stocks, you know, I sit in there or I buy, you know, the cues and I've had them in there forever. But, and it's been a good, you know, over the long term. But you just look and you think maybe it'd just be easier just to trade, just yeah. to trade. Let's just do VWAP on everything and just stop investing. Sometimes it, I think that. I tell you, I know, again, when the bull, that's why, again, I, I, I'm, I'm not a, you know, everybody thinks I'm a perma a perma bear. I like I like shorting because again, yeah. for me, it's it's a it's more instant gratification. But when the market goes up every single day, it's actually a difficult difficult market. You know, again, if you own the okay. queues and you're just watching it, but when the market's grinding higher, there's really nothing to do. So we need this kind of environment, and we need the market to get hammered to make great buying opportunities. I mean, some of these stocks again. All the people that said, man, if this thing gets to 200, I'm loading up. Next thing you know, you're at 100 and like, nah, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we are. Are, are you, you know, buying anything we'll long-term accounts? Because I'm looking at some square down at 100. I never thought I would see this down here. I mean, no, this is I, I bought some the other day. what I'm thinking. So, right, Did you buy some? Uh, I sold puts on uh, Roblox down here. I sold some $50 puts. I sold $50 puts on AFRM. I sold some Ford 15s, you know, uh, and I sold some Sophie 750s. I got paid almost like 75 cents for them going uh, three or four months out. So I I circled back to the stocks that I like. I sold some puts below their all-time lows. If they break all-time lows, I'm going to quickly get out of those those puts. What about stocks? All right. So we're just looking at the last few days, right? And – the mon- is that Monday low a good low? I mean, are you confident the way we're holding here that, uh, you know, we get a, I mean, with anything with this market, you know, we've, we did have a 600 point sell off, right? In the S and P's. So just to like, 
just to confuse everybody, we could rally 300 points. We could go back up to 4,500, 4,550, hang out there for a couple days and then slam people again. So just uh, focusing on your shorter term, you know, what are you looking over? What you looking at over the next couple of days? Well, the next couple of days, it's all going to be, you know, about Apple. I believe they're coming out tomorrow, tonight, or or, or maybe that's next week. This market's no, going to be just whatever tonight. Apple says is it's where tonight. we're going. It's tonight. So that's what I'm going to be focused on. It's tonight. But those lows, those lows yeah. that we had on on Monday, again, it was a V bottom off those lows. My, you know, again, my, I thought we'd hit 328. We were really damn close. So I think we're going down again. And if we don't hold those lows. It's not going to be so much more pain, my friends. We have real support at 297 on the QQQ. So it's only 50 more points to go. If you could take the pain, it's going to be a nice washout, and then we'll build from there. And, again, I don't think we're going to see highs this year. Again, I'm a QQQ trader. I don't even watch the spies. I know it's weird. But um, I think the highs are in. But I also think we're, we're once we get down, you know, if we have another couple of sell-offs, I'm selling, again, to, to Dennis's point, selling options i'm going to sell a massive short strangle on the queues you know above all-time highs and i'm looking at september like 245s are trading now at seven dollars so if those go to like 10 or 12 or 15 i'm selling september 245 puts on the queues and i've already sold anything above 420 yes 420 i'm selling above there and i'm taking in premium <laughs> that's not a coincidence no not a coincidence <laughs> is exactly what i planned yes yeah what yes. a target huh so I'm target. playing. I'm serious. It's like about. It's like gonna. It's going to be a, a more or less 190 point short strangle on the queues. And Come I'm thinking. Me. I mean, how could if the market crashes? I know we could get you know down to about 248 on the queues. But now you know again we're talking about seriously crashing. So I'm liking that. I'm looking. I'm starting to leg into that. But mostly liquid, loving it, and just playing the earnings reports. You know because. Tesla last night, again, to your point, if you had some options, you had to trade that in the aftermarket to secure whatever side you were on. You yeah. had those puts, you were rah, 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 and next thing you know, you're done if you didn't hedge. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, anything else, Kenny? I know you got to hop. You're you're a busy, busy man out there. Is there anything, uh, any, any stock of the day or anything uh, in particular on your radar? I'll tell you about the QQQ. If you guys are again, I'm all sure. about I'm all about the Qs. If you get over 349 and a quarter today, you probably will get a retest of yesterday's high. So I'm looking at that. And if we roll over that yesterday's lows, instead of waiting for you know Monday's lows, yesterday's lows are now the yeah. most vital. And again, the aftermarket 337.87, that's the spot. So my line is drawn right there. Qs are below that. I'm loading back up on puts on the Qs and. We're going to hammer this market. And I think it's all going to be about Apple. So stay tuned, stay liquid and, you know, enjoy this market because it's, it's been great. Really. Next great time you come on, Kenny. Okay. Yeah, man. Oh boy. Suit and tie. <laughs> I don't know if I have a tie anymore. <laughs> I doesn't even have a tie. Smart I actually, I don't think I have one either. So it's okay. Just to, just to be, just to be, okay. I never, I never not have a Bob Marley shirt on. Yeah. All right. Kenny Glick, he's liquid. We love you, Kenny. Hit I bid. love you guys. All right. Have a good, good luck. Week, be safe. You, be liquid. All right. Be safe. Be liquid. Uh, all right. I like uh, that. Be safe. Be liquid. Let's let, let's try to cover a few more stocks today than we did yesterday. Yes. There's, there's that lot. would only be three. That would only be what well, we've done one so far. Uh, we do lots of stuff. We do one. Let's right, do but, McDonald's. Let's do McDonald's. 
Follow me wants to do that so I can pull up that picture. Anyway, McDonald's had earnings this morning. The EPS was uh, a little bit light. They said they uh, earnings per share for the Q4 was two dollars and twenty three cents versus a two dollar and thirty four cent estimate. Sales of six point oh one for six point oh three billion. So a little bit light for me for Mickey D's. I have not seen this the chart yet today. So I, I don't. Oh, it is down. It's down um, a bit. It's a defensive stock. Don't yeah. expect a twenty point down move in a stock like McDonald's. It plays right. defense all the time i think if it got down to like the 240 area which is four bucks lower than here that's a pretty big move for mickey d's um i'm not necessarily buying the dip because it wasn't a great report and a lot of money's been hiding in this stuff it really hasn't been hit so i'm kind of concerned to i was concerned about you know and i'm not saying mcdonald's is a consumer staple but it almost kind of is like it's, it's thrown into that bucket of playing defense. Well, if the market gets really ugly, we know people are still going to eat at McDonald's. Um, so it's kind of thrown in the whole XLP bucket to me, even though it's not, I don't believe it's a component in there. Um, but if you look at the charts, you can kind of see McDonald's put XLP on top of it. They look the same. So I throw, I'm pretty sure it's not in there anyway. So I don't know why it would be in there, but it kind of is in that bucket for me. So it's the defensive. The stuff that actually has been holding up really well, they haven't come for yet. Yeah, and I still have been saying I think they're eventually coming for the cokes. And if it gets ugly, don't kid yourself. The only place to hide is cash. I think Procter and Gamble has topped out. I wouldn't own any of this stuff. So I don't think I want to buy the dip at McDonald's for a simple reason. I like McDonald's a lot better better than Procter and Gamble at these prices, but I just think there's a lot of money hiding in there, and I think that they're going to come for those stocks eventually too. Uh. One number, 247.50. Until you get above 247.50, you got to have your, your, your on the sell button. That was the area of three lows from the last three sessions. You're trading lower than that right now. So I have used that long term moving forward. You show strength, you hold 247.50. I'm a buyer. If not, you're going to crush these 245s. You're going to crush the 240s, 235s. I just, that's it. Keep an eye on 247.50. And I tell you, I, I've been waiting to show McDonald's since my dad said it wouldn't make it back in the 70s. But Spencer, bring up that. Bring you're up, missing, you're both missing the big picture here. Wow. Bring up that the new sandwich. McDonald's is a story of innovation. Forget, forget, you know, defensive or uh risk on, risk off. Forget all that stuff. It's a technology company. It's a technology company, and this is the kind of innovation I'm talking about. The land, the what land, the hell is that? The land, air, and sea. It was on the secret menu. Is that for real? I don't know. Or did somebody just somebody made that up? Because that is an awful looking, disgusting thing. It's though. a Big Mac with a with a fillet of fish with a, a McChicken. What's what's not to love? That is the most disgusting burger looking I think I've ever seen. That that can't be real. Somebody's done that. That's not yeah. That's not real. That's somebody not on their that site. Up. Someone made anyway, that up. I'll tell right? you though that that the filet fish has never been one of my favorites. Have you ate a filet fish before? I've never had one though. It, it's pretty disgusting, actually. The McChicken's pretty good. The Big Mac's pretty good. The filet fish is ab- absolutely. It's not good. It, it it's not a good tasting. It's carp. It's not carp. <laughs> it's not carp. Gosh, but it's it's something. I mean, it's it's you got you almost got to try one before you put it on your bucket. No like, way, you die. No, They're gonna no. try. It might kill you. Actually, no, it might be no, the thing. So no. do that one last. I'll pass. But the filet fish. 
right. It, it, it's actually absolutely terrible. <laughs> Let, let's go to uh, the, your big gainer of the morning, or one of them, I should say. Not the, not the only one, but one of them is ServiceNow, N-O-W. Uh, earnings out last night. Uh, EPS was good. Sales wow. was good. They announced a bunch of uh, like a bunch of promotions and a bunch of corporate yeah. changes last night. Ooh, uh, interesting. They, yeah. Anyway, this morning, actually, yeah, the chart is is actually the most interesting. Y- yesterday, we talked about uh, in the context of Microsoft, right? The the interpretation of of the report versus the interpretation of what is said on the call versus the actual price action. And if you follow the price action, then you're probably doing okay here. But um, the price action kind of speaks for itself. If you follow the outcon and levels, you're doing really well too here because this this... 450 low that we got in April and May and June, we, the news algos read this entirely wrong on the headline. They knocked it down right to that support, 450. And then it bounced literally minutes later and did not stop bouncing and now it's up almost a hundred points from the lows as well so again buy the dip works we haven't seen the sell the rip on this thing yet but i tell you i'm not buying this rip oh man sometimes like uh last night or you know on the on the late show you guys are bringing up some charts and i was just mm-hmm. looking at it and i'm just like oh my god this is i don't, I don't know what to, even i don't even know what to say about this chart but this morning you guys are giving me some good charts and some good things i mean it's all at 545 here five anything in a 540 handle look at this one two three four lows bump it up a little bit if you're looking for a target if you're looking for this thing to go i mean Four highs in a row in the same area. Actually, it's three highs, 544. So that is a critical level. I don't know if we, you know, if we get up there today the first time, we'll see what happens. But if you're looking for this thing to go up 60, 70, 80 bucks, boom, that's the level that needs to clear. And of course, the pre- keep eye on your pre-market high right now. We're three bucks off that. If we start failing at like 540, 541. I don't know where this thing could stop on the downside. The top of yesterday's range, that's not too far away. 520.99. Uh, so we had a lot more. We had MasterCard. We had Intel. We had Las Vegas Sands. We had Whirlpool. Um, any of those of specific interest? Lending Club is a big loser today off their report. Uh, so is... Uh, well, what a shocker. Oh, so is 1-800-Flowers. That's actually your biggest loser. FLWS down 22% this morning off of their report. 1-800-Flowers straight out of the tech bubble from 2000. Yeah. Um, let's look at... Oh, yeah. You know what? Thank you. Uh, uh, who said that in the chat? Uh, Marshall. Let, let's look at Lamb Research. Thank you. LRCX. Because they had earnings. Great company. Um, yeah, uh, earnings uh, mm. last night. Their EPS came in higher. Their, sa- their sales came in a little bit lower, however, four point two versus four point one billion dollars. They gave guidance, um, and that guidance that they gave was uh, pretty light. They they kind of gave a big range, but uh, the guidance they said was Q three, which is the current quarter EPS uh, around seven dollars and forty five cents plus or minus. 75 cents uh but that that regardless is the estimate was way up in the high eight dollar range um so it was a light yeah. on the eps guidance and as far as the sales guidance is concerned uh that was that was closer to the estimate but still a little bit light so i put this on my shopping list if it ever gets down to 550 i think it goes in the long-term account because lamb research is a fabulous company it's a value stock it's multiples not crazy forward multiple i think is 17. So you're talking a stock that again earnings can be cyclical here, so you got to watch out for that a little bit. But great company, 
Um, I, I think I, I like that, you know, which is why I was looking at the, that support levels, 535, 540. So you're up a little bit from there. Um, so is there more downside potentially here? Yeah, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere here. But if you're buying a 571 and put it in your long-term account, I still think you make money. It's so funny because, Dennis, you look at these things and you're looking, you know, support. Where did I buy it? And I'm looking like where I sell it. Well, and I'm looking. It, yeah, yeah, you're looking here. I'm buying yeah. low PE, selling yeah. high PE. So I'm, if I'm investing, I'm looking at low PE stocks on support. If I'm, you know, just you know, selling or selling stocks short, I'm looking at high PE on resistance. Yes. Okay. So that's my theme: value, growth. I would put LRCX totally in the value bucket, and it's off 150 bucks from the all-time high. It's a fabulous company. I mean, maybe you go the Kenny way and you just sell the 540s or the 550 puts too. Another way to make a bullish bet. And, you know, obviously, you know, maybe you want to do it with a, you know, with a, a spread. spread. So, or a spread maybe so that, you know, you don't leave yourself open to a market crash or something. Not saying the market's going to crash, but we're in a market environment that's pretty wild right now. So, I don't know. I like that 550 support area. And I love 580 on the upside. Right. Show me you can take – Show you know, that's the area of the lows from the last two sessions, right? I don't like that it's taking out Monday's low at 575.51. But, you know, you have three lows. That's about well, two lows exactly. So, 580, five-star resistance, get above there, hold there. Then you're going to make – you know, you got a chance to run. As long as you stay below 580, I don't, you know, 550, 575, we've already, we've already taken out. I'd say, Dennis, you're at 540, 550. That's right where it bounced to last night. I didn't even yeah, realize. Yeah, that. yeah well, that's short. Like 535 last night. Oh, so. you're kidding me. Did it get to 535? Yeah, then look at all the support down there. I mean, oh, these levels, these yeah. Alconan levels, looking at these old lows. Paul, thanks for letting us know. Yeah, it went to five. It looks like under 540 last night. 532.16. Right in there. That 530. You had all yeah. that support from October and November, and it gives it to you. And you got to go look. So if you're trading and you're buying dips on earnings, first, you know, we'll, we'll do a little strategy session for the next minute. First thing, look at the straddle. You know, look at what the expected move was. Because when you start getting outside that expected move, we know from CC comes on our show that a lot of times that, you know, is it puts, it puts a lid on it. So, you know, first thing, if we're going to look at the options from yesterday, I'm just curious to see if my theory is going to hold. So I'm bringing sure. up the option chain for LRCX right now. We're going to look at the weekly options, taking you right through this. Um, weekly options expiring tomorrow, the 28th. And I'm going to add up the five. I'm going to go to the 595, which was the closest strike at the time of earnings. And it looked like it was going for about 40 bucks. Uh, 19, a little less, $37. So knock off $37. And it brings you to about 560. So it went way outside the expected move. So that's already telling you it's getting overdone. Then you go into all this support area, 540, 536, 540, all those lows, and it bounces right where it should have. Bounces out, the mark makers take it right back up to the inside the expected move at 560, and that stops it. So, I mean, the expected move, a lot of times when it gets outside that range, it's a buy the dip opportunity or a sell the rip opportunity if it's going the other way. So keep that in mind in a market where fade trading is really working well. Keep that in mind when they start getting outside the straddle that, okay, this is getting overdone and maybe this is the time. And again, you've got to, you know, risk because, you know, even if you were to said, okay, 550, you take some heat down to 535. But I mean, it bounced, maybe almost wait till it stops going down and then starts to form some, 
you know, like, okay, it looks like it's going to bounce where it should. Now, you know, let's, you know, get in here. I don't know. It would have been wide and tricky to trade because yeah, well, right off the earnings ideas. report. Yeah. But on that initial candle, it bounced right where it should have. All right. Two things. First of all, um, these what we're talking about, like, this is not people sitting there, you know, doing a fundamental analysis of the company. Uh, you know, this is what their next quarter. This, this is just pure math. This is just pure arbitrage. This is pure options traders. They're just making they're making money on the price action. They're not making money on predicting what's going to happen. They're having their positions on. So that's the first thing that I wanted to say about this. And the second thing is, is I know we have a lot of different levels of listeners here. And I think sometimes we maybe get a little bit too complicated or whatever. So if we do and we're using terms or something or we're getting, you know, ahead of you, then just, you know, throw something in the chat and say, hey, whoa, 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 you know, slow back and go a second. Because I know we have, you know, some newer traders in here. We have some Robinhood traders. We have some institutional desk traders. I mean, we got a whole lot of different people listening to the show. So if there's something you don't understand, please let us know and, and uh, we'll do it. An and there's a few people asking how I just did that straddle. So I maybe didn't didn't take it. So I went to the Jan- January the 28th expiring tomorrow. I went to the closest strike 935. To the close. And then I added the call. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You're, you're going fast. So hold on. He went to the <laughs> closest expiring option tomorrow. To- Right. Yeah, that's fine tomorrow. Is, that's what we so have. So the close from yesterday. That. Right. Let me right. And then so the closing can... price was five ninety six sixty five. So I go right to the five nine. Or, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong. Hang on. Okay. Oh, no, ninety six sixty seven. You went to the next expiry. The next expiry tomorrow. You looked yeah. at yesterday's close. You found the strike price closest to yesterday's close. Now yes. keep going. And then I add them up. So I got the 595, the call and the put, if you take the last, because it, the, the spreads were really wide at the close. I have the closing spread, and it's like four points out wide. But if you're right in the middle, the call was trading for, the 595 call was trading for last at $19.45. The put was trading for $18.35. The not 595 put. I add up the put price, the 1835, plus the call, the 1945, and that gets me, what, eight twenty thirty-eight bucks. So now I'm I'm like okay the expected move is thirty eight dollars so now I know what the expected move off the earnings is because the reason that that holds is because um you right, you only have that one day left so it's not a lot of time value you don't go out a month from now because then you have a whole time premium to yeah, consider wait, this is basically you know the event this wait, is basically pricing for the event question. wait what stock are we on right now because Lamb Research I LRC on, thank you I want to bring it up on the screen okay hold on. yeah do you have the option chain there sure, sure. yeah 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 hold on a second. It's a teaching. It's a Go teaching. Ahead. All right. It, it, this, like uh, it, it, it may be a little bit hard to see because it's a little bit small. But hold we on. like to teach and we like to preach. All right. Um, when we do yeah, that. Right. Yes, <laughs> we do. So it's a little hard to see. Can we all zoom right. in? Zoom uh, in can you show less? Uh, less. I, I got to like put on like. I don't know how to zoom in. I'm no, sorry. no, no. Go to less, less. Um, Go up Let's, in the middle and yeah, then go to less. The strike, right? There you go. Uh, there yeah. you go. All right. All right. Let's show a couple. Maybe I'll make it bigger. All right. Is that. No, that, that doesn't no, that's really, not bad. Doesn't help. Okay, fine. Here we go. January twenty eighth. That's where we are. Okay. And again, what was the closing price? Five ninety six sixty seven. So five ninety five. Five ninety five. There we go. Okay. The, the, we're on the bottom row here. If you can see, I'll, I'll, I'll go full screen. If you can, that doesn't that didn't help. Okay. Uh, bottom row. Um, five ninety five is your strike price, and then we're going to the last column. Yes. 
last last over there and and uh, always right. rem- remember like sometimes these options are really thin so last right. can be i kind of go with the middle of the bid ask in this case it's a fairly liquid like not super liquid but sure. it's, it was it's in there right okay, so last over here for the call 1945 last over here for the put 1835 add it up bada bing bada boom 38 bucks 39 bucks 3780 there you go all right there you go Vis- i i'm a visual learner as well so i totally get that uh, 38 bucks so yeah. then we say okay the expected move is 38 dollars in either direction so it could go 38 down or 38 up and it still stays within the expected move so you knock 38 bucks off you're at around 559 you add 38 bucks off if the earnings report would have been good and it brings you to what 634 ish 635 so you can take the 635 off because the earnings report was bad. So now you're looking at the expected move on the downside. It's still $38 was the expected move because if you bought the calls and the puts, you're going both ways. And then that brings you to that, you know, 558 area. So that's, you know, where, you know, if you're right in both sides, that's where the straddle writers start to lose money. So a lot of times you see it come back in and now we're right in the middle of it, 569. So the straddle writers are actually making money here too. That's your little lesson. Um, there, okay, so yeah, I, I hope that helped. Uh, we could go into another thing too about the open interest, but no, we'll, that's, uh, that's not, we'll, let's, <laughs> let's not do that right now. Um, also, uh, people are asking about like like the whale thing and the whale interpretations and the big trades like that, which we don't we don't talk about or we don't put any credence in because you don't know first of all if the person's getting in a position, mm-hmm. getting out of position. Or it's a hedge position. Big you have no trade. way of you have absolutely you there's no way to know. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe if you follow these things and you're making money and you're doing what the whales are doing, but man, it, it's just it's you just there's so much going on in the, against another stock, against an index. So that that's my interpretation. Just looking at well. big option trades on the tape and saying, "Oh, this person knows something." It's it. I I've never used that information because it's very difficult. Like I said, I've got some friends who are pretty big traders, and I remember the one Chris. time. Yeah, they were talking on CNBC, and they're like, "This huge, you know, option trader just made a bet on this," and he's like, "Oh my gosh, they're talking about my trade." Like he texted me, they talked about my trade today, and it was a hedge trade. And they were saying, oh, he's speculating that's going to go up. They totally got it wrong because it was a hedge trade. We, I knew just coincidentally, it was a friend of mine that actually put the trade on. He texted me and says, I can't believe this. They talked about my trade today. So, I mean, they're guessing. Everybody's guessing. Nobody knows anything for sure. Uh, I love the Nigerians, though. I know they use a lot of unusual option activity. They've done very well for themselves over the years. Yes. So the way that they do stuff, maybe they got a different spin on it. Um, so, you know, we're big fans of Pete. I mean, Joel, you go on their show. You know, on stocks and jocks. I mean, we're big fans of Pete. I, those guys are awesome. So I'm not saying, you know, if their strategy doesn't hold water. I'm saying it hasn't worked. You know, and again, if it works for you, by all means, continue to do it. It's difficult, though. And they're very good at it. They've done this for 30 years. So they may be able to identify that needle in the haystack a little more clearly. Pete's an awesome guy. And I'm just saying it's not, it's not simple to yeah. just look at the options and say, okay, this is happening. It's, it's a tough strategy. 
Okay, so let's move on to ticker time. There are a few things we missed. We missed GDP. If you care about such things, uh, the, the first reading for the last quarter's GDP was out at eight thirty. Clearly, it didn't have effect in effect on anything. If we didn't even talk about it, um, so so uh, here. Let Thanks me for letting me know. By the way, I'm sorry. Told, 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 told. I actually didn't happen this time. Q4 for GDP. I was wider. Six point nine percent. Have to be five point five percent estimate uh remember these figures are annualized so uh based on last quarter's gdp if you extrapolate that over the entire year you would get a 6.9 percent growth uh in the u.s economy uh bigger than expected and and uh, a lot bigger than the prior reading the prior month so hey that's something anyway um a bunch let of- me do dry fly one's question uh, okay, I didn't see. Hey, it. Joel, what is the spoos in handle? Okay, okay. Uh, it's just a front month futures contract of the S and P five hundred index futures. Um, I, I spell it S P U S because that's a September contract. A lot of the rookies in the world spell it S P O O S, but it's S P U S, and that's just a front month contract in the S and P futures. They trade quarterly: March, June, September, and December. We're currently uh, trading the March contract. Uh, that leads to a quad witch expiration in March where they roll over the contracts, and that's where you get a lot of the good trading action. A handle is just one point. From You're looking at uh, 3464, right, or 4364. So if it goes to 4365, that's one handle. That's like... A handle used to mean something. Like when I was down in the pit quoting the S&Ps in nickels, yep. it'd be 0510, 10-bit 10 at 15, 15-bit 15 at 20, and one handle was 500 bucks. Now, you know, in the big contract, one handle's 25, and it, it just like, one handle's just like, yeah, it's just like yeah, it doesn't the most. Yeah. Also, the index yeah. is also at forty three hundred. So I hope that was good. Thanks for the question. I hope that was a good explanation. Few people in the chat mentioning AMD. Talk about Xilinx and AMD. So yes, there is a report that uh, China has conditionally approved the AMD wow. Xilinx. Oh, they have approved. Play it. We told you. China's oh, play it nice. nice. They're nice now. <laughs> Look at so, this. More evidence that China is now playing nice over there. So um. You, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and I, I don't know what the aim what the terms of that deal are. They're not popping. Oh yeah, I, no, because it's an all stock deal. I think so. It's it's gonna be. Uh, well, it, yeah, it's it was. I don't know how wide the spread was coming into it, but I think it was I getting to a point where we kind of expected that it was actually gonna get approved. There was a point in time where we didn't think this was gonna get approved, but I think they were leaning. You know, you can see because the options you know, or because the stocks themselves have really tracked each other fairly well lately that it, it was kind of looking and i don't know if this is going to be the final this is the final approval like it's going through now or is this the final uh, thing they were I, waiting I, for I think and is it true this was kind of the last hurdle <laughs> this was kind of the last hurdle uh no it, it, it is true it's coming from the government so it's well, true. that's good yeah it's not like a report they're playing nice now in china so yeah. we're going to close. We're finally maybe going to get rid of XLNX. I don't have to look at it anymore. Uh, right. What about when was – I just want to try and teach you playing off this. When was that deal oh, uh, announced? Uh, it was announced in tw- – A um, long time ago? Uh, yeah. It was in – oh, wait. Well, 2020. October 2020. Wow. October 2020. So, so it's an all-stock deal. Hmm. And um, – 
I don't have the ratio in front of me. I wow, that that takes a long. Wow, I mean, I I guess the only thing you do on that is tracking the AMD stock, or well, okay, so no, I don't know. We'll see. Like, people want to talk AMD. Do you want to talk AMD? That did they have? Yeah, uh, yeah, we can look at AMD. Um, God, what is that darn ratio? Whatever, it doesn't matter now. Um, because the 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 deal is going through. So, um. Anyway, AMD is trading. Xilinx is trading higher. AMD is trading higher. They're going to trade together. Uh, that's the bottom line there. Um, Netflix was on my list to discuss quickly. Uh, yeah, Bill Billy. Ackman, Bill, Bill Ackman tweeted. He he very rarely tweets. Bill Ackman. He's got like two hundred tweets in his like since he's been on Twitter. I uh, tweeted last night though that uh, they have uh, bought the dip. They have bought three point one million shares of Netflix. Uh, it's always a little bit more fun when Bill Ackman is active doing things. So um, I just added uh, him. I just followed him on Twitter after that because he never tweets nothing. I was like, okay, I tweets. better be following Bill he Ackman. He never tweets. He tweets like once a month. I know. Um, I just added him after that because Netflix was trading up last night. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? And I'm trying to figure it out. And then I was like, I'm going to Twitter. I was like, oh, my gosh, there it is. Yeah. Anyway. Yep, there it is. Wait, when did he buy? What, so he disclosed it after. So he bought it yesterday? No. He didn't in the last few not, days, I guess. Yeah, he did not buy yesterday. It says beginning. This is from from Pershing Square. Beginning on Friday and over the last several days. So accumulating a position. Take, take, take it to assume Friday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, Friday. Okay, so it was he quickly uh, okay. accumulates uh, his position and then he talks his buck so he can get the four percent instant gratification. <laughs> Dennis, that's not his. That's not Dennis. his. Fault. That is well, not. Well, he tweeted it out. He didn't. He was pretty excited to tweet it out. And he never <laughs> tweets. Uh, I just will say he he's he's really since uh, the icon um Ackman yeah, Herbal Life Wars. Yeah. He he he's done it. He's done okay. He's done yeah. more than okay. Yeah. And uh and he he did this in CMG. He really did. I I think he might have sold CMG too early, but you know when uh when they were poisoning everybody and everyone was getting sick. <laughs> Poison, Joel. <laughs> what was it? Seven? What was it? it, it was it E. coli? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. E. coli. We're or, ripping. Or we're ripping. We're up thirty-one handles, folks. We're up thirty-one handles. Up at seventy-two and a quarter, making highs going into the open. Everybody forgot about what happened last night. I'm not buying <laughs> this rip right now. I'm too spooked because we're a hundred handles off the low. I just don't think we're going up another hundred from here. So I have done a little bit of nibbling in the long-term portfolio with Netflix. Like I was saying, bring it back to Netflix. I think Bill Ackman maybe he watches pre-market prep. Because we said this yesterday that I, I started a small position in Netflix. And all of a sudden, Bill Ackman now has a position in Netflix. Look at that. Bill Ackman says, Dennis is buying. I better be buying, too. <laughs> you did you did start a small position or you were taking a play? I said yesterday on the show. I started a, a position in Netflix yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah, Or two days ago now. I didn't buy yesterday. I bought it two days ago. Yeah, I, I get nibbled down dirty. I know. We it's it, trading like 30 times early. Exactly. It's the first time I told It's all of a sudden a value stock. Well, it's still not cheap, but I mean, <laughs> it's growing. Wash your mouth out with They soul. won me with that uh, Squid Game and, and the Karate Kid show, the, the Cobra Kai. But good shows, yeah. man. Anyway, um, all right, let's do If you have a, a ticker for us, drop one in the chat. So a few people didn't ask about Las Vegas Sands, so we can do that because they did also report earnings. Uh, was it last night? Or, yeah, it was last night. Um, uh, earnings, were, I mean, they're more or less in line. The EPS is a little bit light, so were the sales, but mm, stock is quiet. So Very interesting yeah. here. I'll just kind of, Dennis, I'll just 
give my quick comments here. And you're talking, yeah. you're banging on the door. Some monthly resistance here. Look at this. Yeah. All these monthly highs right here. At, let's just call it 45 bucks. Show me 45. Get above 45, Dennis. And uh, looks good on the upside. I know you were right here. A this long is, win. Yeah, your long win. But just here, I had to get grab this line Which right here. right with us. Right. Uh, I, I pair trade those things. Look at that 45, man. Folks, jot that down if you're trading uh, that. And then let's look at when. And what I think DraftKings. When do they report? When, when is when we report? Uh, let's look in the pro. Up. Look Usually it's not too far behind. February 7th. Hmm. Week. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. I don't know what to say. It's been a big move already for Las Vegas Sands. I mean, it didn't give nothing back. Um. Oh, it's holding up well. As long as it's above 42. Bulls are in control. We'll see. I just get spooked like this market just seems like everything gives it back eventually. So it's a tough market to buy. It had on. that news. Las Vegas since had that yeah, news. I really got much facts since then. Yeah. Yeah, it held. held well. that's, a, that's a good sign. Held up well. Um, They so- wanted to talk uh, the rebalance. Um, I did not do the slide like I said I would. Remember, the, there's multiple people asking because I said I would talk you know, and, and teach it. Basically, just to quick one minute this thing because there's multiple people asking for today. So we're talking the triple levered ETFs and why they're bad long-term investments because they have to do the daily rebalancing. So if your index moves up and you got a triple levered ETF, so let's just say hypothetically your index moves up 10% one day. I know that's not going to happen, but we'll do an extreme example to try to give it. That would mean your levered ETF has to go up 30% that day. So starting to start at 100. So index goes from 100 to 110. You yeah. go from 100 to 130. Exactly. Now- but then if you go and look at it at that point in time, it has to rebalance because it doesn't have enough because it was from that day. But because it went up, they actually have to buy more because they have to account for being on the gain part of it. So they have to buy three times more for the 10% gain. Do you follow me? Because that, it, it's, that, at a, it's at a pinpoint in time every single morning. It's three times. But if this went up and this went up, then right. it's not enough because the 100 to 130. So it's just the mass. So they actually have to rebuy more in order to make up for it. So, so that, that's that, why. That, that didn't make sense. But just do, an, ex- no, no, just do an example. Right? Then it's up. Do, do an example. it's over. I'm going to have to get the slide. Do an example. I'll do the slide tomorrow. I will do make a slide. slide. I, I'm sorry. I'll make a slide because it is complicated just to do the error math here and showing it, you it here. It doesn't make but... any sense at all to me. And I understand this stuff. And that made no sense to me. <laughs> this is a bad example. <laughs> a bad teacher. Spencer understands. Basically, if the ETF and the leverage is up, they have to buy more. If it's down, they have to sell more to make up for the gain portion of it. Because they're still they're, they were They were three-time levered. For at, at that moment in time, using swaps. Remember, if you just own three times as many stocks, it wouldn't matter. But they can't do that because they can't just own three times as many stocks. They do it with swaps. So it's the it's the that's that's what screws it up. So they have to have more exposure. So they have to get more exposure for the next day. Yeah, and it's thing. after the fact, and it's Absolutely. after the fact, like after the stocks have rallied. Now then they have to add because it went up, so we got to buy We're more. We're going to sketch this if out. Goes down, and gotta now we got to sell more. That's the opposite of the way you want to trade in the you're, market. You're buy, you're, it's exactly buying rips and selling dips every single day. <laughs> there we exactly go. Exactly no what slide. the Levered ETF does. No slide. Okay. Okay. They want a slide. I, I, I'm going to make a slide today with basic Ooh, math. Basic math. Spencer can explain it better. Spencer's going to make We're a gonna slide. We're going to make a slide on basic math that would go over tomorrow. Uh, let's do a couple more tickers, though. Spencer, you're a genius. Before, you a, did you go to Harvard and get a math degree? I dropped out to start a company, actually. Uh, let's do, 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 do 
Uh, someone mentioned Groupon. Why the heck did Groupon have that great day yesterday? I just saw, I just saw that. Uh, GRPN. Earnings? No, no, it really ripped yesterday. I saw it. It was a was report like... from Bloomberg that, uh, uh, okay, a company that they have a stake in. What? So Groupon had this, has a stake in this other company, and this other company is worth more money? Okay. All right. Uh, they, they're raising money at a new valuation. Okay. I guess there's also some big options trades, but I don't know. GRPN, that's a really good day. It's held up well, actually, too. I mean, I guess it's a reopening trade, I guess, kind of. I don't know. Kind of, yes. Does anybody, do you guys still get those? No. In the, in I, I'm surprised it's still around, but I guess it is. 26 it, bucks is still doing okay. I mean, from the $160 price tag and 15 it's still pretty ugly, but it's done pretty well here, holding up and, you know, this. How many reverse splits has it had? I don't know if it has any. Um, oh, that's that high as 600 bucks. Oh, then yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, they must have did one on you. They must have done one. <laughs> they did one on you, I guess. See. Um, they, they always do. They did a least. one they did a one for 20 um, in in June of 2020. Yeah. So there you go. I'm not a fan. Sorry, not paying up for Groupon. All right. Uh, we'll do one more here. Uh, what about a few people asking about what about it. apple just setting up because we're okay. going in earnings tonight yeah. um let's we've talked the straddle we've been doing a lot of teaching on options here even though we're not options traders at least i'm not anymore but let's go look at the apple straddle so we're going to take you you can show it if you want spencer in the pro i know it's yeah. too small to see uh, but maybe for those people who actually have good eyes and not like me and joel apple $159.69 the closing price. Yes, I know it's trading higher, but we don't have active options right now. They don't still trade until 930, so we're going to have to use the closing price. So if we go on the weekly, January 28th, we go with the call and the put. So the 160 call three, closed at $3.75. Right, the 160 put called at four, closed at $4.10. Let's just round up. We'll eight add bucks. the two together. We'll call it 8 bucks. Right. So the expected move on Apple is $8. That means in from the 160, you'd expect it to be, and obviously it's going to be at the closing price. So we can't really use because we have a full day of trading here. So when it closes, when Apple closes today, the expected move will be $8 up from that point and $8 down from that. Well, point. And actually the reason that we, we we're going off of the option that expires tomorrow is because we're not trying to figure out what the expected move is six months from now. No. Trying to find out what the expected move is not now. even next week. Oh. Right. We, we, we want to know what the expected move is for this week. Right off the earnings. Right. Yeah. That's why we're going off of the the, uh, the options that expire ASAP. Yes. Because that's what we're trying to understand here. So that's why we're going for this week's options. So anyway, guys, I, got, I'm sorry, I didn't notice the time. Yeah, yeah, it does seem low, Dennis. Don't yeah. sell it. You know what happened last time. Uh, <laughs> we're just ripping. And uh, there's nothing in here on the upside. So just keep an eye on, on, the on your the downside. Well, the close. Now I'm really loving the close in 41 and 49. I'll be there in a second. But uh, folks, just uh, keep eye on your pre-market high. Get some file through it and um, keep an eye on that. Actually, we have a double close area, 41 and 49. So a close above 43.50 and I'll have uh, my bullish hat on tomorrow. Spencer, I'll check in with you at 11. Okay, buddy? Sounds good. Uh, So wait, just to finish that Apple thought. So the expansion move is going to be, uh, what do you say, $8? Is that what we said? Yeah, about eight bucks. That so seems, when it closes, whatever price it closes, eight moving. bucks up, eight bucks down. Seven sixty nine yeah. is uh, what Easy Mike's saying on the. If you want to get exact, oh. I round. 
yeah, eight we, bucks. approximate. So yeah. uh, I rounded the nearest dollar. So, so all that's saying sense. is the options market is pricing in that based on earnings tonight, if I can bring up a chart here, based on earnings tonight, Apple is liable to move anywhere from – one seventy to one fifty four again. If you ballpark it, that's basically what 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 the exercise sure. is trying to get at there. So, um, you, you can use those numbers as as a as a floor or a ceiling or some sort of a just a level to have your eye on. Basically, can, sort of. Can we quickly talk AT and T too? Oh holy, yeah, holy I, macro. I keep rug pull central. Uh, well, it wasn't just AT and T. Verizon had a, had a crap. That, but this is a defensive stock. That moves 50 cents a day, and they took it from the high. It opened right at the opening tick high, 26.98, and they puked it, and they did not stop puking it all day. That's it. Pull the rug out. You're hiding in AT&T. You're hiding in the wrong place, and you got punished for it yesterday. I'm not buying the dip on this thing, even though it's a nice – it's a little bit overdone. I think the move is overdone. I think it could bounce back up to 25, but again, I just fundamentally don't like the company. But wow, what a rug pull. Yeah. Anyway, how many people have owned AT&T and they're like, uh, like Roth IRAs? A lot of people probably because it's like a stodgy whatever. Um, all right. Uh, There's a lot. Joel bought it. Joel likes it. Yeah, no. no Everybody no, likes no. that dividend that isn't 7%. I mean, they look now it's 8.5%. They're like, how can I go wrong 85 But it's getting cut. It's not going to be 85 anymore. It's going to get cut. Uh, innovation from the last century. Let's bring on Peter Tuckman, the Einstein of Wall Street. Dennis, have a good rest of your day. Peter, you're not on the floor again. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I'll be there and I'll be there in an hour. There was no yeah. way for me to actually get up, get my stuff done, get you on your show. So I all said, right. I'm going to give it a little powder. All right. All right. Um, let's just start with this. Uh, you know, Judging by the last few days, you know, you've been down there. What's been what's been the general mood? What was the mood yesterday around, we'll say around 3 o'clock? You know what? I would rather touch uh, on the mood on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, okay. uh, God knows this has been the most vulgar week in history. And yeah. I, know, I know I say that every week, but it's got to be. Let's go over this week, Spencer. I mean, we know on Monday, we had 1130. We had a bloodbath. We were down 12. 100 on the Dow and 176 handles on the S&P 500. That was Monday. And then we saw a massive reversal. We closed up 100 and up 13 handles on the SPY. The grandest of reversals in history for Monday. And mm-hmm. we've, seen, we've seen crazier since then. On Tuesday, once again, another bloodbath and another rally back into the close on Tuesday. And then yesterday... You know, look, guys, you would think that everything that the Federal Reserve said yesterday was some kind of a surprise. But this has been on the menu for a while. You know, it's it's not like suddenly, you know, all we served were burgers and fries and we decided to put some Dover sole on the menu. It's like we've known about the interest rate raises. We've known about the taper to some certain extent. Did they give us any more of a timeline? Perhaps if you really want to chomp into it, maybe, maybe, maybe. But, you know, they they came out of the gate. Look, why were we up so radically in the morning yesterday either? It was sort of a bit of a whipsaw. People said a short cover in advance of the Federal Reserve. I'm not really clear why anyone would make any kind of a decision anticipatorily into the Fed, knowing that we see this slingshot every time the Fed comes out with some stuff. And yesterday was no different. We came out of the gate at two o'clock 
Was it a surprise? Did people think he was going to flash us with a quarter point raise or a 50 point raise yesterday? No, there was no oh. bet on that trade. And so we came out and the market rallied 10 handles or more. Right. And then and then over the next he. The announcement was that we're not raising rates. Right. And then obviously the 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 breast conference is where the real meat and potatoes is of the whole story. And then for the <laughs> for the next Two hours, virtually, I would say an hour and 40 minutes. He, it was almost like the Bill Ackman sell-off into the uh, pandemic. He talked his way into a literally a, uh, I don't know, almost a 2,000-point reversal in the S&P 500, closing at the low of the day. So it was anything new? Was anything that negative? Was, is, it, is, it, is the market suddenly engaging the fact that the taper and interest rate raises are in fact a, uh, a, 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 a purport, purport a bearish sentiment in the market. And why are we suddenly engaging it when we have no, we've poo-pooed it for the last six months? You tell me. I, 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 I interpret it as the market being a little bit in denial and then coming to grips with the reality of the situation that it's going to happen. But I don't know. I, I also don't know either. So, uh, Peter, you know, we've talked in the past about the different the, the different kinds of sell offs. And I'm just curious, going back to Monday, you know, uh, would you, the key word here being like orderly, like they, like did it feel OK? Did it feel normal? Sell offs are normal. Did, did it feel normal? Did it feel OK? Or is there was there a juju in the air? Well, you know, you always ask me what it actually feels like to be on the floor during days like today. And I have to admit, you know, those those the couple of uh, of short term bloodbaths that we've saw. And look, they were significant. Right. Yeah. Look, we, we've had we've been on together on days where the market sold off 500 rally, 500, you know, 500 points in a market that's, you know, two weeks ago was at record highs is no big deal from an intraday basis. I have to admit that the feeling on the floor was definitely one of like, holy moly, you know, okay. this, this is significant, you yeah. know. Around the room, people who had sell orders were trying to figure out what do I do here? You know, how do I beat the VWAP? How do I trade this market when you've got moves that are absolutely astronomical? And I'm trying to still, you know me, I'm a forensic analyst of the market on a day-to-day -day basis. Yesterday's intraday move multiple times was was beyond curious in so many ways. Last, let's be clear, let's see what happened afterwards. At the when we closed, uh, you know, it's sort of at the at the low of the day yesterday. Uh, which was a significant turnaround from the high of the uh, two o'clock and two minute rally after the announcement that there was no interest rate raise. The market went up 350 points after market, then went down 250 points, probably around six, seven o'clock in the evening. And then we're going to look like a small uh, quarter point uh, rally on the opening today, whether it's the uh, um, employment numbers or whether it is it is so let's let's try and figure out what what's really going on my feeling and I when I mentioned it to someone yesterday uh our friend David Green and, and somebody else of what I thought was really going on on Monday they said that CNBC came out and said the exact opposite of me it seems to me that you've got one swath of players in the market selling and one massive swath of people buying. Huge outflows, huge inflows. Let's look at the way the market traded on Monday, right? We did sell off 1200 points. That's significant. That was a lot of that was a lot of red, that was a lot of sell orders. Right now, who sold? Right, was it hedge funds? Was it institutions out of fear and anxiety about the Fed? You know, we've already seen the 
the the the uh, tech sector sell off, you know, relative to interest rate raises because you know high growth stocks are going to be impacted by higher rates. That that I, that may have been it, maybe not. My gut is that you know, first of all, there's rumor that it was a massive crypto margin call. Let's be clear about that too. And I think that was one of the contributing factors. It's got to be. I spoke to someone the other day who told me he went out two months ago, but you know, finally surrendered to the crypto story, went out and bought some stuff on Coinbase. He said within an hour, he was offered a $100,000 uh, uh, margin or loan from Coinbase to uh, be taken uh, against his crypto position, you know, when it was trading in the 40s and 50s. I believe a lot of people did that. And crypto and Bitcoin at 35,000 definitely called in some margin calls. Was it the retail trader? Right. Was it the retail trader who has been, you know, diamond hands up? Nothing they did. Nothing they did was a loser. La, 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 la. Suddenly, finally getting anxious and plus a margin call and selling their stock. And then smart money hedge fund institutions saying, you know what? I, I, we can afford to buy the dip now. We have been watching stocks that we have on our shopping list that have been way too frothy. We have no interest of them at, uh, of them at like 1200 like Tesla. But at 860, it's incredibly attractive. So was it retail selling and, and smart money buying? Always difficult. Always difficult to, to, to know. I saw an article uh, citing a... A guy, J.P. Morgan, saying, "Oh yeah, it, it was retail. Retail was so panic sold on Monday morning." And I saw another article that said a little the exact opposite of that. So it's, right. very, I agree. it's very difficult, very difficult. Unless you're literally looking at like the the time and sales of every stock, it, it, and looking and judging the the size of the order. I, I don't know. It, it, well, you could also look at you could also look at hedge fund positions. Well, yeah, if, you, if you, yeah. you have a snapshot of Friday's positions and everyone posts them. Whether it's Kathy Woods or Bill Ackman or any yeah. of or, or Point Seventy Two, yeah. and look at what they owned uh, 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 on Friday, and then look what they owned on Monday, you maybe get a sense of who was selling, who was buying. Yeah, and then the other, the only people that would have the true transparency, obviously, are the uh, the, the the brokers who would know, and the high frequency traders who would know the kind of order flow that that's pointing where it's coming we from. We can always call Nancy Pelosi. It could always call Nancy Pelosi as well. Okay. Peter Tuckman is the Einstein of Wall Street. Joins us every single Tuesday. That's not Tuesday. Thursday. Thursday. To, uh, give us his thoughts. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Peter, uh, have a great rest of your day. Good luck out there. You know what, buddy? I think it's important for us once again to note, if this year has told us anything, the technical analysis is the only defense against this volatility. This is a gift for people who know that. So join us. Find, learn from somebody, but just learn it, please. Learn from someone. We just learn. That's good. Have a good one, Peter. Later, bud. We got a wrap because of live trading with Benzinga. They made some great trades yesterday. Uh, I saw DKNG was one they were talking about. They're going live in two minutes. Mitch, Zunaid, Ryan, this stream will end or redirect to those guys. Hey, by the way, that platform that I had up on there, that's called Benzinga Pro. It is Benzinga's real-time news and research tool with, look, with headlines, with charts, with calendars, with uh, movers tools, with scanners, with signals to find halts, with SEC filings, press releases, watch lists, squawk, the whole shebang, all 10 yards. Uh, if you want Benzinga Pro, you don't know what it is, you want to try it out for free, you can try it out for free. Everybody gets a free two-week trial. Just go to Pro benzinga.com it's on the screen right there pro.benzinga.com check it out if you have any questions hey shoot our team an email email uh onboarding 
at Benzinga.com for any questions about Benzinga Pro. Onboarding at Benzinga.com. Any questions for our shows, feedback for us, email us, shows at Benzinga.com. And uh, that's what I got. So everyone, hit that like button for me, please. I'd appreciate that. Thanks to our guest, Peter and Kenny, thanks to all of you in our chat. If you have takers we didn't get to, I apologize. They will get to him on the very next show. Um, I promise, or I can't promise, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to make sure they get to your tickers on this show. Uh, that's a wrap for us. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. And I'm going to, I'm going to hop live trading with Benzinga starting right now. Stay tuned for that. Everyone. Good luck today.